0: Welcome to Pure Nonfiction, the podcast interviewing documentary filmmakers that reminds you to watch what you tweet. I'm your host, Tom Powers. In this episode, we interview Josh Kriegman and Elise Steinberg, the directors of Wiener about the politician Anthony Wiener as he crisis manages a sexting scandal while running to be mayor of New York City in 2013. Wiener won the Grand Jury Prize at the Sundance Film Festival and sparked new tabloid headlines. In this clip from the film, Anthony Wiener is riding in the front seat of the car while Josh is filming from the back seat and asks a question.
1: Has anyone ever told you it's hard to get you to talk about your feelings? Let me ask you something. Are there any, there must be some species of fly that stays on the wall and talks. But I've never heard of one usually is is the fly on the wall technique isn't that have to do a little bit with the notion of not being seen or heard you just kind of pick up what goes on around you
0: we recorded this conversation during the montclair film festival in my new jersey basement josh i my understanding is the seed of this film is that you used to work for anthony weiner can you explain that
1: yeah so um i actually met anthony while working for him Uh, in politics. I was his chief of staff for a couple of years when he was in Congress. So I got to know him well through that work and and got a real sense of what a dynamic and uh, interesting person he is. Um, And then I left politics and started working in filmmaking with Elise. And uh, Anthony and I stayed in touch over the years. And then when he Um, got caught up in in the sexing scandal that ultimately uh, led to his resignation after that. You weren't
0: working for him at that point.
1: No, I had left him years, years uh, before then. Um, So I was already uh, in filmmaking, sort of watching that uh, unfold. Um, And then after he resigned, uh, you know, Elise and I knew that his story would be a pretty amazing one to tell if if he would be willing to let us tell it. And so I started a conversation with him about that, about the possibility of, of making a documentary, what that would look like, what he would be comfortable with, and... We really uh, sort of had this back and forth about that for a couple of years. Um, and then uh, when he announced he was running for mayor, actually the morning that he announced he was running, he actually texted me uh, early that morning and said, I'm running for mayor. I'm actually uh, with my staff in my apartment. Do you want to come with a camera? Uh, to which I, of course, replied yes. And uh, I think literally ran over, um, texted Elise on the way, you know, and uh and just started shooting. And and we really ended up shooting from, as you see in the
0: film, the day he announced he was running all the way through to the end of the election. So uh, I should clarify, you guys are a filmmaking team. You're not a a partnership uh, team. You each have different life partners. Elise, how did you join forces with Josh in filmmaking?
2: So I had been uh, making documentaries for many years. I had uh, made films for PBS and A&E. and Josh had been working in politics, but we started talking about filmmaking, um, and we both shared a passion for making character-driven verité docs. And um, and so we teamed up, and we've been working together for about we've been working together for about five years on various nonfiction film and television projects. And we were looking for a dynamic, um, fascinating character to follow. Um, so when this opportunity came along to film with Anthony, we knew it was something we just couldn't pass up.
0: So you start off with Anthony at the beginning of his uh, race for mayor, um, having no idea about what's uh, to come. But he was a he was a candidate who already had one sexting scandal behind him that had forced him to resign from Congress. W- what was your perspective uh, on him as a politician?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I so I I obviously had worked for him and, and gotten to know him well in the in the political arena and. Um, there was a lot that that I as a politician, there was a lot that 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 I admired about him. I mean, he was uh, prior to his scandal, he was a rising star in in the in the Democratic Party. And for a lot of progressives, he was really one of the um, most forceful voices for pro- progressive causes like um, single payer health care and things like that. Um, and so he was uh, he was a dynamic um, you know, force in politics, uh, I, I think, um, prior to his res- resignation. That's something that I had gotten to know working for him.
0: What was the conversation amongst his staff or other people you knew who worked for him? I mean, did they think that him running for mayor was a good idea or did they think that there could be another crisis in the making?
1: I mean, I think everyone obviously understood the context for the race. Of course, you know, he was only a couple of years out from this um, fairly unprecedented sexting scandal. Um, And so, uh, you know, no one really had any idea how it was going to unfold or what was going to happen. But of course, you know, he and and his staff uh, were animated by, you know, what he was trying to do as a as a mayoral candidate. And really, I think hopeful that New Yorkers would be able to you know look past his scandal and consider him again as a as a politician, for sure.
0: So Elise, uh Josh comes in with this connection to Anthony. In the course of the film, we sometimes hear Josh's uh, voice behind the camera. What were you doing in the filmmaking process?
2: Yeah, so um, Josh and I, this is a co-directing team, and um, very early on, I think the first day of shooting, Josh went and we had another camera person by the name of Sean McGing, someone I had worked with before, and it became clear that we really just needed to have one person in the room, and that person should be Josh. So Josh was shooting, and we were talking throughout the filming. And at certain stages, I would go with another camera person, maybe two, um, to events to film exteriors or other events or follow other candidates. I think um, on election night, you see, I was with the camera crew outside McDonald's um, when you know when things.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that a bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yes. So, um, but Josh and I were talking throughout. And I think one of the things um, is that I, you know, I didn't know Anthony prior to working on this film. And I think I was able to serve sort of as the audience member and having that distance about um, wanting to ask questions about, you know, who is he? And, you know, thinking about story from, from a distant perspective. And I think that, like, Audience members and a lot of people. I had preconceived notions of him. He had been reduced to a caricature and a punchline. And getting to meet him and look at the footage and um, you know hear about what was happening on the ground, my conception changed. And I saw him. So and... what
0: stood out to you?
2: Well, I think you know there was this one moment where you know I saw Anthony. I saw the footage of Anthony. Um, he was campaigning out in Far Rockaway and the beach. And um, walking along, and it's and um, you know, he has his crew with him, and he's wearing his tie, and his um, pants are rolled up, and it's really hot and really sweaty. And he is going to people who are, you know, on the beach, wearing their, you know, speedos and <laughs> bikinis, and talking to them about issues. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like not stopping until. Um, until he connects with them and understands them. And he's going from one to the next. And I saw the way that they were just viscerally connecting with him. And I saw how much he cared about the issues. Um, and so, you know, I thought this guy's so much more than I had previously, you know, previously thought.
0: So, Josh, uh, remind us how far into the mayoral race uh, did you get before the new scandal broke?
1: Yeah, so it was about about halfway through. So it was something I think it was about six weeks in. You know, and I think, um, as listeners maybe know, you know, he, for those first six weeks, he was really, you know, defying expectations in a way that was kind of certainly shocking the political establishment and a lot of pundits and um, commentators were really
0: stunned. They were like, "Wow, you know, New Yorkers." This is the mayoral race that in 2013 that eventually brought Bill De Blasio to uh, to become mayor, uh, although the. Early in the race, Bill de Blasio was pretty far down. I don't think I'd heard of Bill de Blasio at that point,
1: yeah. I think uh, De Blasio was pulling, I think, back of the pack or or close
0: to it. Um you know, there were a couple- there was a point in the summer of two thousand and thirteen where I had more Twitter followers than Bill de Blasio <laughs> did. I remember checking that
1: That's very funny. yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a it was an interesting race because when Anthony entered it, you know, the dynamic really shifted in a pretty profound way. And, and this, you know, avalanche of attention landed um, on Anthony. Uh, this incredible, you know, media storm just like immediately erupted. And and it was uh, it was uh, I mean, even from the very beginning before the scandal resurfaced, you know, as filmmakers, we knew we were in a, a pretty special place to be able to be documenting this this story, which we thought was sort of shaping up to be one of the more remarkable comeback stories um, that maybe we'd seen in American politics, um, because, you know, uh, he very quickly uh, rose in the polls and was leading the polls um, right before the uh, the scandal revelations came out and everything turned into a, a different direction.
0: So one of the more remarkable figures in this film is Anthony Weiner's wife, Huma Abedin, um, who met most people know as a close consultant to... Uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, sh- uh, she's not in the film nearly as much as Anthony Weiner is, yet uh, every time she's on screen, she's a kind of mesmerizing uh, figure to watch. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first scene in the film that she's in is a scene where they're at home kind of t- uh, looking after their kid. And and she, the look on her face doesn't seem particularly thrilled about being uh, filmed um can you describe what your interactions were with her well
1: um yeah i mean they i I didn't know her much beyond uh beyond the campaign so most of my interactions with her were through the course of filming um you know they they um you know were were on board with with having this story told and I, i think you know a lot of people ask why you know why why anthony you know, and Huma, uh, you know, would have agreed to, to let a camera in. And I think it's, it's a good question, and it's not one that we necessarily know the answer to, but it is one that, if you've, as you've seen the film, we actually ask in the film itself. And, you know, Anthony touches on an answer where he, he talks about wanting a different version of his story told than the one that played out in, you know, in the headlines and in the, the, on cable news. Um, you know, one that's more nuanced and complex than just the punchline uh, that he became. Um, and I think that that something is is you know a, a similar. I mean, we don't really know exactly, but I think it's a similar uh, sort of rationale for for Huma's choice yeah. as well.
2: I think that you know while Huma is more obviously quiet and reserved than Anthony, I do think that as Josh was saying, I do think that she shared some of Anthony's desire of wanting a more fair and complete story told. I mean, you can see in the film the way in which um, there's a lot of judgment placed on her for um, making the decision to stay in the marriage. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think with this film, one of the things we're trying to do is to go beyond those judgments, to show those judgments, and then question them and go beyond them. And um, why should a woman be judged by making, you know, decisions... Um, for her flawed husband you know those I and mean, so i think those are the kinds of questions we're hoping to raise and um and we're excited for and it seemed to be responding with audience members
0: Just describe for me what was your experience the day the new scandal broke during the mayoral campaign
1: yeah so um you know as i as i was saying things were going very well and then uh, these new revelations came out. This new, this, this, uh, a woman came forward with more material um, that uh, had been exchanged with Anthony. Um, and I was filming in the office with Anthony uh, and Huma and and uh, his staff as they were trying to figure out sort of how to manage the fallout of this story, which was just breaking in that moment. Um, and it was uh, it was obviously a really, uh, you know intense place to be and at at one point and you see this in the film Anthony um sort of asks his staff to leave um but I but not me so I I end up just staying in the room uh and filming as Anthony and Huma um are sort of mulling over what's happening here and uh and it was a really uh you know it's a funny experience as a filmmaker you know on one hand of course you know, I'm a human being. I know these people. I'm connected to what's happening. It's a very um, emotional moment. Um, uh, but, you know, on the other hand, I also am am filming and have this job to do. And so there's a kind of a, a remove uh, that happens where, you know, I'm focused on the camera and capturing, you know, as much as as, as I can. Um, but, you know, there certainly was a sense of, uh, I mean, the thought certainly ran through my head of, you know, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm here right now. You know, we see celebrity meltdowns and, you know, political scandals happen all the time, but it's so rare to actually be literally in the room
0: while it's, it's happening. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Here's a clip from the film. After the scandal breaks, Anthony Weiner does a phone interview with a tabloid reporter.
1: You know, I did some very regrettable things over uh, an extended period of time with more than one person. You very, well, I'm sorry, very, very regrettable things that, that I. Have apologized for, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time, I think, on the campaign trail apologizing for. Okay. Over. So why why mm-hmm. are you hiding today? Uh, I'm having conversations on the telephone. What do you mean
0: hiding, Andrea? We'll hear more from Josh Kriegman and Elise Steinberg in a minute, but first, a word from our sponsor.
2: Pure nonfiction is brought to you by AMC Networks Sundance Now doc Club. Look out for Take 5, Justice in America, a collection of five-minute documentaries commissioned by Sundance Now Doc Club. Each film looks at a hot-button issue of social justice, including voting rights, gentrification, and gun violence, documented by leading filmmakers. Timely for election season, watch these films for free. Go to take5.docclub.com.
0: Elise, as this starts spinning into a crisis control, what impact did that have on the filmmaking process?
2: You know, our intention with this film was to take to, to take someone like Anthony and Huma, who had just been reduced to caricatures and punchlines and to spend time with them and to show a more complex, nuanced portrait. And that intention, which was was what we set off to do in the beginning. I mean, it's. I think I've talked to this before. It's been said that those that are the most exposed are the least um, understood. Mm-hmm. And I think that that certainly was the case with Anthony. Um, so that was our intention. And then that intention only intensified when the scandal broke. You just saw a version being played out on cable news that was very different than what we saw privately. And so... From a filmmaker perspective, what we wanted to do is really highlight that difference um, and show, and I think, you know, there are some moments where we played with it. I think the there's a scene with Lawrence O'Donnell and Anthony, um, and you see Anthony and Lawrence O'Donnell having an argument on television. And then you see from our side angle, Anthony is alone in a room, you know, shouting. And there's a different story there to be told. And so we were... We wanted to play with that he's
0: he's alone in a room shouting because he's actually not in the same studio that's right. as, as Lawrence O'Donnell uh, he's that's a different right. studio that's right
2: so it just tells a different story so there, there are two stories being told you the the headline version that you see and then beyond the headlines and and as as Josh was saying you know we, we see these scandals and these meltdowns play out all the time but what does it mean to be in the room um, what is what is it like for people really at the center of a media firestorm what's that you know what does that feel like
0: so one thing that's so fascinating in this film is that it's not only Anthony and Huma's story. there are there are other people who are part of this, including people on his campaign staff who have signed on to uh, to be supportive uh, of him. What were your interactions like with the rest of the campaign?
1: Well, at a certain point, I I became embedded uh, in the campaign. You know, I was the film. You know, the the filmmaking schedule was show up as early as possible and stay as late as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you know every day. <laughs> right. That that was the shoot schedule. And so um, you know, I mean, obviously, everyone understood um, that I was I, wanting to capture as much of the story as I could for for our documentary. And and um, and so I became kind of you know I was embedded in the campaign. I was uh, there for, for much of, of what was going on. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a very, you know, friendly sort of relationship with everybody, um, as, as we were all just going through, you know, what, if you've ever been involved in campaigns, I mean, they're obviously very hectic, uh, and intense environments, even, you know, without a, uh, you know, worldwide scandal unfolding. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it was, uh, you know, I was, I was right there in the middle of it all with, with everybody.
0: So at least one of the other characters who's swept up into this is a woman who is an accuser of um, uh, of Anthony Weiner, and uh, on election night, uh, your film crew is following her. She's um, she's got a lot of other media attention. Who feels like they're kind of uh, goading her uh, along. I don't know if she needed that much goading, but she's acting as a kind of gadfly to him, trying to get into his media space on election night, which uh, causes a bunch of stress for uh, for everyone. What was your interactions with with her?
2: So on on election night, Josh and I, we knew this is an important Day in the the story, and we wanted to have as many camera people as we had. We had, as I said, Sean McGing, and make sure your memory cards (laughs) are free. (laughs) free. A guy named Daniel Carter. Um, So, but we had no idea what would happen. I mean, it was you know we were just at um, I think you know outside where um, where Anthony was going to give his concession speech, Um, and then of course um, his. His sexting partner, uh, Sydney Leather, showed up. And we were just, you know, filming her along with a lot of other camera uh, news outlets that were following her story. Um, you know, I think a decision was made to really. So, is that
0: say you didn't really have a no, close I was gonna say, contact yeah, no, with her? No,
2: just filming her. There was a that pack moment. of was, cameras, exactly. your, your And we wanted to film her and also film the media following her since that was also part of the story. But for us, it really was. Um, through Anthony's perspective, that was that was that was what we decided to tell to tell his story, to be with him um and experience this election from his perspective. So we you know that was our, you know, we didn't really go beyond that with with her,
0: so election day is over. Now you're sitting on this footage. Uh, you, you know, you're um Josh, you're a first time filmmaker. at least you've got some more experience. But it's a pretty. Uh, heady story to be sitting on as as relatively new uh, filmmakers. Um, what did you do to pull it together?
1: yeah, I mean, it's a a challenge uh, that is very familiar to I think all documentarians is having this this massive amount of footage and trying to figure out how to work through it. and um you know we, we basically just i mean we we watched it all uh, and got a sense of of what we had. I mean, we had the the benefit of of having a natural narrative, of course, of the campaign to kind of, you know, form the backbone of the story, and then of course just sifting through for for the moments um, that sort of sort of brought it together. But um, yeah, I mean, we just we just worked through it and 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 figured it out. We also brought together uh, a team that could that could help us do it. We had uh, eventually an amazing editor, Eli Dupre, who came on board and really became. Um, a crucial part of, of the creative process and we also had an executive producing team uh, with Julie Goldman and uh, Chris Clements and Carolyn Hepburn, who are part of the motto team who helped us kind of figure things out um, and and uh, you know work through the, the creative process along the way.
0: So what were the toughest things, Elise, in the edit room and and that post-production process to manage?
2: Um, good question. <laughs> I think that, one thing that comes to mind was just we had a lot of material to go through, and that takes a lot of time. So I think um, just spending the time to screen footage and transcribe it and then just getting a handle on that material and finding an organizational system. And we also, in addition, had our... How much
1: material are we talking 400
2: about? 400 hours.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that was just our footage. Of course, there was an basically unlimited amount Of archival footage and news footage that was out there.
2: Yeah. So just, you know, knowing what happened on a day. And um, so we had our co producer, actually, Liz Warren, and Sean McGing, uh, our assistant editor as well. We were, everybody was looking at material and recording it. And then, so I think that process of sifting through the material, trying to find. The best moments that that took a while, and so I think that that was one of the biggest challenges in terms of just dealing with the the material, and then you know, I, I think the, another challenge was just sticking with it. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Josh, what conversations did you have with Anthony after the election? I mean, was there, did he ever ask, so is this film really going to happen? Or was there a conversation like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a, a series of conversations where I kept him updated on on sort of how things were going generally. Um, we also sat down with him about three months after the end of the election and did what uh, ended up being the only real sit-down interview in the film. Um, so
0: we... Oh, so that's important to understand. So that yeah. sit-down interview... It starts at the very beginning of the film he's sitting down and he's saying to the camera oh, i can't believe he's kind of saying to himself uh oh, um i can't believe i'm doing this interview about my second skin yeah, doing a documentary
1: about my yeah about my scandal exactly um but yeah that was a, so that was a few months after the end of the election uh which was you know i think you know, it ended up being, I think, a good good timing in some ways because you know he wasn't quite as you know raw from the election having just ended. There's some time that he had had to reflect. But it's fascinating but, to
0: me that three months later, that Anthony Weiner, you know, wouldn't have an impulse to say like, "This was a terrible time of my life. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with this film anymore."
1: yeah i mean it it's an interesting question, and I don't know that we know again, I don't know that we know exactly uh you know the, the 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 rationale except you know except what he actually does say in the film. i mean I mean, I think you know, especially after the election after he had experienced how it had all gone, in some ways, you know that impulse or that that motivation to have you know a more human version of his story told was even more pronounced after it was all over because he had, you know, because of the way it went. I mean, as as I think maybe he thought it might at the beginning, the scandal came back and overshadowed everything and he was again reduced to this punchline and I think that he knew, you know, in the course of a, a more, you know, fulsome version of of events that we would tell in the course of a 90-minute documentary that there might be a chance to get, you know, to have a more human complex nuanced portrait which I think actually, ultimately, you know, is true for a lot of viewers. I think a lot of viewers um, leave the film with a, a sense of him being a much more, you know, dynamic, uh, and and in some ways, maybe even sympathetic person than than walking into the film.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh, Lise, as we wrap up here, um, what are you hoping that uh, viewers come away with from this film?
2: I mean, I think that, John, I think that one of the things that isn't that I'm excited about that I do see our film resonating and um, is that yes it's about Anthony and and a campaign but I think it's also about more than that it provides a look at our politics today and how it's driven by entertainment and an appetite for spectacle Um, and we don't have to look very far to see that being played out in our current presidential race with with Donald Trump I think um, you know uh, while I think Anthony and Trump are very different politically and personally, I do think that they both understood that in order to have a voice in today's 24-hour news cycle, you need to put on a show. Um, so I think and I hope that our film um, can be relevant to the conversation we're having about how our politics and media function.
0: I want to thank Josh Kriegman and Elise Steinberg. Their film Wiener rolls out in theaters this spring. Thanks to the Pure Nonfiction team, series producer Michael Scotty Jr., coordinating producer Rachel Fishman Feddersen, and executive producer Rafaela Nehausen. I'm Tom Powers. If you like what you've heard, the best way to support us is to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review, even a short one. You can read our show notes, learn about live events, and sign up for our newsletter at Nonfiction dot net.